Hi-hole, Kermit the Frog here. Why are there so many options to purchase seeds? How will I ever decide? I have a vision of all of my seedlings and my plants growing high. Buy from some seed vendor and I almost believe them. I know they might be wrong. But someday we'll find it, the perfect seed company for gardeners, the homesteaders, and me. That every seed be bought and be planted and worthy of my garden soil. Some company offered strange seeds and I almost believe them. I'm looking for heirloom seeds to grow tall. What's so amazing? is the many choices and what do we think we might buy someday we'll find it the perfect seed company for gardeners the homesteaders and me all of us know it's time to plant we know that it's almost time Have you been waiting for seeds and have you heard my voice I've heard vendors calling my name Is this the sweet sound that calls to young gardeners that vendors might be one and the same I've heard it too many times to ignore it. Seeds are something I need to buy. Someday we'll find it. The perfect seed company for gardeners, the homesteaders, and me. la dee 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 la 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 di 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 la la lu. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm Kermit the Frog here, and it's time for another Small Scale Life Podcast. Here is your lovable host, Tom Dahmers. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Kermit. I appreciate your contributions to the podcast. Welcome to the third greatest gardening podcast on the planet. I think we have a great show for you today, if I do say so myself. So now that you developed your garden plan, like we talked about in the last gardening podcast, it's time to start planting planting seeds for our gardens. Yes, it is time. 
Time is now. Let's get rolling. But before you plant, you probably need to buy your seeds unless you save some from last season. And there are a lot of options out there. It can be confusing and overwhelming. In this post and episode, podcast episode, I'm reviewing top seed sources for your 2018 garden. The best part of this is I am actually using feedback from the Small Scale Life Facebook group and the Minnesota Wisconsin Regenerative Agriculture Group about seed vendors that you use. You, my dear friends, your your story is part of our show today. So thank you for your contributions. Hey, those polls are still open in both groups. Join up. Vote, put your input out there, and uh, be part of the show. So I'm really happy that we're getting to use some of that. So I hope you, by the way, I hope you enjoyed our opening uh, song. Came up with that and uh, just, you know, had to do it. So (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. I think some of my friends are cringing out there. I think Julie is cringing. My wife Julie is cringing. But what the heck? Kermit was here. We had to utilize him, right? So, So in case you're new... To our podcast and blog, this little thing we call the small scale life. It's all about removing some of that stress, having a little fun, and living simply through gardening, healthy living, and having adventures along the way. We don't take ourselves too seriously. And we have a little fun, we have some adventures, and we get our hands dirty a little bit too. So we're thrilled you're here and listening to our show or reading our blog. Thank you. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. And frankly, we wouldn't be doing this if you weren't part of our small-scale life. Thank you so much. But before we begin this episode, we have to hear from some friends of small-scale life. All right, my friend Mick at Aussie Flame Weeders is offering flame weeders to reduce your non-revenue producing workload on your farms or in your gardens. If you want to eliminate weeds from your garden garden beds, a flame weeder is an efficient way to do it. I mean, who doesn't want to burn pesky weeds with fire? I mean, just blast them out, right? So mixed flame weeders are perfect for 30-inch or 80-centimeter garden beds and feature five stainless steel burners, 16-inch wheels, and an ergonomic design that carries a propane tank on on the chassis so you don't have to. Even if you don't purchase a flame weeder, sign up on the Aussie Flame Weeder email list and get some access to information and videos. So check that out at AussieFlameWeeders.com and uh, let Mick know that you came over here from Small Scale Life. Hey everybody, on behalf of Small Scale Life, this is Tommy Cakes. I'm new to the Small Scale Life. I wanted to talk to you about two things. The first thing is my podcast, The Midweek Motivation on SmallScaleLife.com. Check that out if you need a little pick-me-up in the middle of the week, a little motivation, a little bada-boom, bada-bing. The second thing, check out the Small Scale Life Facebook group. We've got about 500 people in there. It's growing. It's good. So you should be part of that, too. So join us at Small Scale Life Facebook group and also my weekly podcast on SmallScaleLife.com, Midweek Motivation. All right, back to the lounge. I got my drink. delicious we'll see you soon all right thank you to our friends of small scale life remember if you have a product or service that you would like to be discussed on small small scale life contact me at real small scale life at gmail.com or use the contact us page on small scale life.com and i am still working on developing that business directory that will be coming in the future so more to come on that so stay tuned everybody okay let's get into the show 
As we roll through February, it's time to get planting seeds and getting our seedlings started. Time's coming. You know, we're going to, it's spring is almost here. We're almost into March. So things are coming in. And in here in Minnesota, we have to look towards spring or we'll go crazy with all the snow we just got. So as you've been finishing up your garden plans, like we discussed in our last podcast, our last post, uh, a gardening post, I'm sure you're finding that you need some seeds. Hey, you got to have seeds to start putting your plan into motion, right? So if you type seed vendors into the googly thing, into Google, you'll be overwhelmed with companies and vendors selling all kinds of heirloom and genetically modified seeds. So where do you buy your seeds? This is the exact question that I asked the two groups that I manage on Facebook, the Small Scale Life Facebook group and the Minnesota-Wisconsin Regenerative Agriculture Facebook group. Wow, that's a mouthful, right? The MinWe group is how we we say it around here. But I wanted to get the perspectives of urban farmers, homesteaders, and gardeners. The great thing is that this is input from across the country and in some cases internationally from the Small Scale Life group and locally in Minnesota and Wisconsin from the Minwe Group. I wanted to see if there might be differences in how small gardeners buy their seed versus the more commercial operations like Michael Bell's Half Acre Farms or Scott Hebert's Flavorable Farms. And you can hear interviews with those two guys here on Small Scale Life. I have a link in the show notes. Go check those guys out. Um, the results in each group is going to be summarized. And if you're reading the post, it's summarized below this point. And over here, I'm going to just talk about it. So stay tuned. And... Uh, the poll will serve the polls for each will reserve will serve as a basis for reviewing some of these top uh, seed sources. This is how I picked them, but I kind of picked them anyway because I knew I kind of knew after being in the gardening space for some time who the top four were. So we had some good participation from group members in the Small Scale Life Facebook group, and I appreciate all of your thoughts and feedback on the poll and in my direct messages. I've had some conversation with with some folks about uh, seed sources and seed savings, so that was pretty cool. Here are the result. Here's what the results are telling us. So Johnny Seeds is the clear leader for growers in the Small Scale Life Facebook group. And it's not surprising. We do have some urban farmers there, some folks that are doing CSAs, uh, some market gardeners, uh, market farmers, you know, some people with bigger operations. So it's no surprise there, no shock. Baker Creek is in second place with seed savers in a distant third. Um, and, you know, those are both heirloom producers. We'll talk about that in a minute. So a few of our small scale life members were very interested in saving their own seeds. Uh, for example, homesteader Greg Burns, Captain Lumber Squatch, he told me that his goal is to plant his garden using save seeds and not purchase any. And I think he's going to borrow some from a relative or, or something of that nature. But his goal is to plant without buying any seeds. Seeds can get expensive. So that is really cool. Um New to gardening, Jacob Heinberg in Illinois, he's starting his garden new this year. He's he's brand new to gardening. We've been talking a lot, and uh, he's very interested in the seed saving. He went out and started to buy some seeds and realized the bill gets pretty steep, pretty high, pretty fast. And uh, I won't get into specifics about seed saving in this post. I will have a post in the future about um, seed saving and, and how I've done it in the past. I have saved seeds. Um and I'll show you how I do it. I do talk about it a little bit as we get, as we go further along. So in the Minwe Regen Ag Group, um, it's a smaller group, and it's composed of farmers, homesteaders, gardeners in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Very into permaculture and regenerative ag, obviously from the title. Um, I wanted to set up this group, a little local network of people to re- replicate the Ohio Get Stuff Done crew, and uh, they have a great. 
group of people out there that are really engaged, really help each other out. And I wanted to start putting that into play here. So in 2018, I plan to start meeting this uh, meeting people from this group in, in Minnesota and Wisconsin and a small scale life group, too. I'd like to meet folks there, too. But that is for another time. I'll talk about that when we get there. Um, so from the people that participated in this poll, we have the following results. Seed Savers Exchange is the leader and Burpee is the second. And Saving Seeds is the third. That's kind of interesting. I think, um, you know, I don't think we have as many large operations in our Minwee group. I think it's more smaller homes, uh, homesteaders with smaller uh, gardens, gardeners like myself. Um, and we just, you know, the poll results were smaller, uh, not as many people in the group. So we didn't get a get as much data as we did in the small scale life group. So no worries, but it was, it was kind of interesting that it's a a little different, uh, different, different flavor in that group of people. So let's talk about the top seed vendors. So if you look at the polls, again, we have Johnny's, we have Baker Creek, we had seed savers and uh, burpee is right up there too. So those are the four that I, I kind of knew were out there. I kind of knew were the big ones. And, um, and so I decided to move ahead and in order to, you know, help review these top seed sources, your humble correspondent, yours truly went a little above and beyond. I'm going to admit it. I went a little above and beyond and I got on their mailing list and I ordered seed catalogs from Johnny Selected Seeds, Baker, Baker Creek Seed Company, Seed Saver Exchange and Burpee. So yeah, I've got all four right here in my, in my formerly nicotine stained fingers. No, I've got them right in my hand. I uh, I really like having the catalogs. I like paging through them. They're kind of cool. I'm kind of a nerd, but you know that's me. But I wanted to review uh, briefly review these top seed sources from our polls and show the differences between the seed catalogs. And I'm I'm going to be adding some video uh, of each to the this blog post. Um, so stay tuned for that on smallscalelife.com and the YouTube channel for smallscalelife.com. Wink nudge. <clears throat> So while you can get a lot of information off of each vendor's website, seed catalogs provide a wealth of information about the seeds, the produce or herbs, what you get when you harvest, uh, time to maturity, yield, some history about the origin of that particular plant or herb. And it really depends on the catalog. It depends on the company. Uh, it depends on their mission. So one seed catalog provides really specific information about resistance to certain blight, and they have a lot of seeds in their packages. And uh, that might be one of the reasons why they are a leader in our polls. And that company is Johnny Selected Seeds. They were they were the top in all of these polls. So started in 1973. So Johnny Selected Seeds is based in Maine, is 100% employee owed. They offer a variety of vegetable, herb, fruit, and flower seeds. Johnny Seeds also offers a variety of tools and supplies for gardeners, market farmers, and farmers. Really cool stuff. I got to tip my hat to those folks. They have some cool stuff. Um, I'm impressed by the information that Johnny Seeds has compiled beyond the description, the days of maturity, and what to expect at harvest and price options. They've put more into it. They have disease resistance information, and then they have germination guides that are really great. So they've got more information in there that will really help um, 
they have information that'll help people grow, especially if you're doing a little bit bigger uh, operation. And they also have some suggested planning program information for market farmers to follow during the stages of the growing season, such as I think it was cauliflowers looking at here. You have one set of cauliflowers good for early season. Another set are for that uh, second stage, you know, that uh, early to midsummer, the third stage, late to late summer to early fall, and then final stage, fall to winter. So uh, they have this kind of programmed out. It's really kind of cool. And you can get seeds that'll match up and be and, and produce during those times. Sometimes you just get it like the greens. They, it gets too hot. They bolt. You're done. So that is kind of cool. And there's a lot to like about Johnny Seeds. I mean, they just put a lot of good information together that uh, I can use if I don't get seeds from them. But, you know, maybe I will. We'll see. So what about the cost? Johnny Seed Seeds seems to be more expensive than the other seed vendors that we're going to review. That's just my perception. Uh, maybe you folks have a different experience with that. Um, it just seemed that they were a little more expensive. And uh, But one of their advantages... One of the advantages are they offer seed packages for commercial producers like our our farmers and market gardeners and those types. Uh, the Michael Bells and Scott Heberts and Drew Samples and those folks will probably get their packages of seeds because they they have bigger sets that you can you can use in these big beds. So that's why I think in our small scale life group they were top top dog. So let's talk about the next one, Baker Creek Heirloom Seed Company. <clears throat> so Baker Creek Heirloom Seed Company printed its first seed catalog in 1998 when the owner was just 17 years old. So what a great story. I'd love to interview him. But 17-year-old started a seed company and got rolling. So Baker Creek has three stores, the Petaluma, California store, the Mansfield, Missouri store, and the Weathersfield, Connecticut store. So they have three different operations going on. Uh, They offer a variety of heirloom, vegetable, herb, flower, and fruit seeds. And if you're interested, they host events at their stores. So that might be kind of cool, too, to go to one of those someday. So looking at their seed catalog, it's straightforward affair. They have the history of the particular item. They have descriptions of what to expect at maturity. They have days to maturity. They have the amount in the packet of the selected item. So how many seeds you're going to get and price. So unlike Johnny's, Baker Creek does not seem to have larger packages for commercial producers like farmers. They just didn't. And maybe I'm not seeing it, but it just didn't look like they have these bigger packages like Johnny's does. So what about the cost? So Baker Creek seems to be less expensive than Johnny Seeds. Um, seems to be in the same range as Seed Savers Exchange and Burpee, and it really depends on the item. Uh, I almost thought that Burpee seemed to be um, a little higher than Seed Savers Exchange, uh, but that's my perception. Um, let me know what you think of that if you use Baker Creek. So, uh, and... and I'll, I'll talk about my what I've done in the past to, to kind of wrap it all up. Uh, Seed Savers Exchange. So Seed Sa- Savers Exchange started in 1975 and is based in Decorah, Iowa. They offer a variety of heirloom vegetables, herbs, flowers, and fruit. They promote their seed-saving community and seed-saving movement. That's really important to them. Um, and it's not just any old seeds. It's heirloom seeds. They're really concerned about that. So their seed catalog includes a history of the particular item. Description of what to expect at maturity, days to maturity, amount of seed in each option, uh, and that's all items. They have that. They have uh, the amount of seed there. And the price per seed option. So unlike Baker Creek, Seed Savers does offer 
some larger packages for, for more commercial operations. So what about the cost? Seed Saver seems to be less than expensive than Johnny Seeds and seems to be in the same range as Baker Creek and Burpee, depending on the item. So, um, you know, I thought it was Baker Creek, maybe Burpee. Those two are kind of the higher end. Seed Saver's a little underneath that. That's just my perception. So let's talk about uh, Burpee. In case you haven't been looking for seeds, Burpee is big. They're huge. They're everywhere. Um, they're at Menards. They're at Walmart. They're at Home Depot. They're at grocery stores. They're everywhere. Burpee is just everywhere. Uh, started in 1876, headquartered in uh, Warminster, Pennsylvania. They have vegetables, herbs, flowers, fruit, gardening supplies, seed starting supplies, and a lot of other items. So they're they're a big they're a big producer, big fish in in the pond. Um, their seed catalog includes days to maturity, description of what to expect at maturity, um, amount of seed in each option for all items. It seems to be that way, and price per seed options. So they have different packages you can buy. Uh, Berkey does not seem to have larger packages for commercial producers. Uh, it has a one size fits all approach and you can easily purchase their products at big box stores near you. And that's what I've done in the past. So what about costs? Burpee seems to be less expensive than Johnny's, uh, in the same range as Baker Creek and Seed Savers. And we kind of just talked about that. So, uh, Burpees is all around us. <laughs> just go to the store and you'll find it. And, uh, you can usually find it on sale there too. So, um, uh, if you've looked at the polls, you could see my, my ugly mug there. I have, um, I've used Seed Savers Exchange. I've used Burpee that I bought right in the store. Seed Savers Exchange, I actually uh, uh, ordered online and got some there. Baker Creek, I, Baker Creek, I found those in different stores and I purchased them at different times. So I have experience with those uh, with those three. Um, and uh, I do, you know, I've got a bucket full of Burpee seeds right now, but I do like Seed Savers Exchange. Um, uh, when I used them, they shipped really fast and efficiently, and and it was it was a good experience. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm going to continue to use probably all three, <laughs> and I might even order from Johnny's this year. I might try all four. What the heck? Try it's not a hat trick. That's three. Might be all four. So uh, anyway, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about saving your own seeds. Um, it's a way to go, right? I mean, all of these seed companies started somewhere and that was saving their own seeds. Um, maybe you don't have the money to spend on all these vendors, right? I mean, it, it adds up pretty quick, especially if, when you're trying to plant out your garden. You know, you're trying to get more stuff in the ground. You you know, you're just starting out. You don't have unlimited funds. Maybe you're on tough times um, and, and you want to start gardening and you don't want to break your bank totally understandable. You know, seed saving is a great way to get your own seed collection started on the cheap. It really is. And uh, you're basically, I mean, you're just mimicking nature, right? And in nature, the fruit is, uh, grows, falls down, rots, seeds are dropped, deposited in the ground, up pops a plant next year. I mean, that's the way it is. And you're just kind of inserting yourself in the process without all the rot, right? So, um, you know, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail in this post and podcast about saving seeds. Uh, it, it can be really easy and it can be as simple and easy as saving the pepper seeds in your bell peppers and jalapenos when you have them and for making salsa or in a meal. You know, you get them at the store, you save the seeds. I've done it before. I know others have too. 
I know you guys have. Don't shake your head or say, yeah, I haven't done that. Yeah, you have. I know you have. So instead of composting them, you know, throwing them out in your compost pile or in the garbage, and, and maybe if it's in your compost file, you, you pile, you, you're growing vegetables and herbs in your compost pile, right? I had that last year. I found that stuff growing in my compost pile and I transplanted it. Um, you save those seeds, save them from the peppers, the squash, the cucumbers and other vegetables. Um, and, and you save them, take them out of the, the fruit or the vegetable, put them on a, I usually put them on a, like a paper plate and let them dry out. You know, it takes a couple days, they'll dry out. And then you can put them into a uh, into an envelope, and uh, you know the, during this whole process, please, 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 please label, 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 right? Just like our garden plan or our lessons learned from seed starting last year, label, label, label. You don't want to mix everything up; it could get really messy. Again, you'll have the forest gump seeds where you just don't know what you're going to get. So make sure you label everything, keep everything separated because. Um, you know, green peppers look like red peppers, look like yellow peppers, look like orange peppers, kind of look like jalapeno pepper seeds. I mean, they all look the same. They're all the same family. So so make sure you just be organized. Um, saving tomato seeds, that's a little trickier. If you look at, if you cut a tomato in half and you start to you put your finger in and start trying to pull out some of those seeds, you're going to see that tomatoes have this for lack of a better word, gelatinous membrane around the seeds, right? And you're going to need to break that down. Essentially, you're going to be fermenting those seeds, right? So you're going to take, um, you're going to be fermenting them for a couple days. So what I do is um, when I'm cutting up tomatoes for salsa, I might save those seeds by, you know, taking out all those seeds. You don't want them in your salsa anyway. You don't want all that seeds and, and extra water and, you know, gelatinous stuff in your, in your, Salsa. So I take that out, set it off to the side, and I'll scoop that into a bowl or actually like the mason jar in the picture on smallscalelife.com. If you go there, you can see that picture. I put that into a mason jar. I'll fill it up with a little bit of water and I'll let that sit. I'll cover it and let it sit uh, for a couple days and that gelatinous stuff breaks down. And then you take out, you strain out your seeds and uh, drain off the water, kind of Take your seeds out, uh, put them on a paper towel or a paper plate, let them dry for a couple days, and let them dry maybe a few days, and uh, and then they're ready to go and do an envelope. They're ready to go for next year. Um, you know, this isn't hard. <laughs> I'm planning to write a post on it. I was planning to do that last fall, and I didn't. I should have. But um, it's not a hard process to do. Just, you know, just have to try it. You know, there are other ways to to do this. I mean, if you have a tomato you like and it's from the store, you can slice it up, uh, take a slice with seeds in it and just drop it right in the soil, put soil on top of it. In a couple of days, you will have tomato seedlings. Um, it's You're just re- recreating what happens in nature. So it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but it isn't tricky or hard. You just have to give it a shot. And uh, I haven't done it that way. Usually I'm saving them in the fall and, uh, and then taking them out of an envelope uh, in the next year and putting them in the soil. So, um, yeah, we'll cover all this in another post. I'll probably have a video with it. Don't worry. Don't freak out. We'll cover it. Uh, we'll have more information on that. But uh, it is a good way to start your collection, start your year off, is to save your own seed and, and then go from there. So how cool is that where you could uh, grow something in, in the fall, save the seeds, can that 
that fruit or that uh, vegetable. Um, next spring, come eat that during the winter. Next spring comes up, you take that seed, drop it in the ground. You're creating the next generation uh, and going through this whole process. And eventually, hopefully, you won't have to buy any seed like Greg Burns is trying to do. How cool is that? And you're really saving some money. So that that is a good goal, and I really appreciate what Greg's doing there. I think that is awesome. So if we have small gardens, if we're doing small-scale gardening, wink nudge, my old website, but if we're doing small-scale gardening, we can do this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, I think it would be really hard for Michael Bell to do that with his you know, half-acre farm down there in Texas, but for somebody who has a couple four by four gardens or builds a small wicking bed garden garden that's very productive, this could be a really good way to go. So um, there are some other sources for seeds that I should talk about. Shifting gears on you a little bit. So be on the lookout for other sources of seeds. And some groups and organizations have seed exchanges and, and offer seeds. Um, this can be a great source. It's local stuff. Just be on the watch. I know some Facebook groups and different groups have organized uh, seed exchanges, um, but usually it's you have to give some to get some. Um, so I think the potential drawback is that you might get the particular variety that you want. Uh, you might get something unex- unexpected. Um, in some cases, I think... I mean, you're rolling the dice a little bit with uh, mail-order groups and stuff like that because you just don't know what you're going to get in return. So you're putting a little bit of trust in there. We haven't tried that on small scale life. Might be interesting to try sometime. Not this year. (laughs) Nothing personal. Not this year. Maybe next year. But uh, maybe a seed exchange or something. Anyway, we'll think about that. If you think that would be a great idea, let me know in the comments below. And, uh, you know, get fire in your feedback. Don't be afraid to write. It's okay. I like to get comments. So let's put it all together and get out of here, right? Um, So after we've developed our garden plan for this year, it's time to purchase seeds. Got to get it going, guys. There's a lot of vendors out there, and it can just be overwhelming overwhelming to sort through them all. Uh, The key is to use your garden plan. I mean, they're all good, right? They're all good. The key is to use your garden plan to identify the seeds you need. Uh, Purchase your seeds according to availability and price. And maybe you want to do the heirloom thing, right? And be part of the movement. That's cool. Or maybe you have a one you really like. Stick with it. I think that's great. So, you know, maybe you can get all your seed from one vendor that has them all. I think that's fantastic. Or maybe you want to try a couple different ones just to see, right? See what you like more. So, and the other thing too, um, you know, I only listed the, the four in our polls. There are other seed vendors out there, like Michigan, Michigan Gardener has some. Uh, there's some other ones that pop up in the polls that look interesting, especially if you're in Jack Spirko's member support brigade. You get a discount on some seeds, so there's some advantage there. Um, but I only mentioned the big four. There's other ones out there, and uh, you can see them everywhere. So um, even at the dollar store, there's dollar store seeds, which is a, an economic way to go. So I know maybe you don't want to go into the dollar tree, but they do have seeds in the spring. And they got the basics there, and they grow. <laughs> so give it a shot. So, um, you know, you can save seeds from vegetables from the store or from your garden. It's all good. You're just replicating nature. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, that'll save money and get you going this year. Um, you might not get the variety of the tomato, pepper, bean, or other vegetable you want, but that's okay. Um, 
the benefits of saving your own is gaining that experience and that skill and then saving money, which is huge. It's huge. So be on the lookout for seed exchanges, uh, especially as you get going with the seed collecting, right? You don't plant everything. Chances are good. You won't plant everything in year one. And these seeds will keep for a few years. So if you have an overabundance of, say, beans or a certain tomato variety, maybe you can start exchanging that, right? And get involved in these seed exchanges. And maybe you take advantage of that. I think that would be cool. So these are ways you can add to your collection and diversity of your garden beds. Remember, there's just there's no right or wrong answer here. It's what you want to do. But the key is to get moving, right? Hustle. Let's go. Collect your seeds because it's time to plant. It's time to go, man. And that's next week's topic. We're going to get some stuff planted. It's time. So we're back into the indoor gardening phase. It'll be great. It'll be fun. It'll be beautiful. It'll be wonderful. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's all. That's it. That's all I had for you for this post and podcast. Again, I hope you found that reviewing these top seed sources was useful and helpful. I hope that talking about seed saving and these other sources gave you some ideas, maybe gave us some ideas for some things to do here on Small Scale Life. Again, if you have comments or questions or didn't like my review, that's fine. Leave some comments, guys. I really appreciate comments. Leave a comment to this post in Small Scale Life. Use a contact us page. Send me an email on realsmallscalelife at gmail.com. I do get emails. I do respond to them. I do get comments. I do respond to them. Um, you know, if you've got other vendors that you really like, or maybe my analysis on the cost is off, let me know. I'm always I'm always interested to correct and, and get the right information out there. And maybe if you know somebody that um, is struggling a little bit, maybe kick this article over to them and say, hey, check check out this post. It might help you sort through the haze and maze of vendors and seeds and all that good stuff. Again, come back to the, come to smallscalelife.com. We're going to have some videos just flipping through some of these, um, some of these seed catalogs. I know some of the, uh, the veteran planters and gardeners are like, Ooh, I got my own. I don't need to do that. But you know, maybe you want to see what it's like before you spend time and get on a mailing list and get, um, get these things in the mail. So, okay. Thank you again for listening to Small Scale Life podcast and visiting smallscalelife.com. Thank you so much for being here. Really do appreciate it. Appreciate you and your time. Our wish for you is that you remove some of that stress in your life and live simply this week, right? Live simply. Starting with this weekend. Get the clutter out of your life. Live a little simply. Reach out. Make some friends. Start doing some stuff. Let's go. Let's go. So this is Tom from Small Scale Life. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.